Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with who? Uh, this would be Don Jameson, former basic cable television host. <laughs> you hesitated for a second, like you you didn't know. Uh, yeah, sometimes I don't. Uh, right now, I'm full time comedian, and you you know what town you're in, which is a good thing, right? Bradley, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. It's quickly we're, becoming we're, my home away from home. We're here at the Looney Bin. We actually have our host Nick here in the corner, being kind of creepy. Nick, still, uh, uh, one of the coolest rock club owners in the country. This is definitely true. So my question is, if you had a choice, would you rather be a rock star or a comic? I kind of do both now. So I don't have to choose. I get to go out and do stand-up opening for bands. I ride on the bus with them, and I get into all the fun pranks and shenanigans that rock guys tend to get into. And Do you flash back to when you were a kid thinking that this is everything that you thought it was going to be, and then you realize that it's not? I had no idea, man. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, when we started doing that metal show... You know, I was just out playing the comedy clubs and stuff, which is great. And then bands start saying, hey, why don't you come open for us? And, you know, that's that was so uncool for like 20, 25 years. Right. Like back in the day, man, if you had a comic opening for a rock band, it was, it was cool. You had guys like Dice okay, opening yeah, for yeah. Guns N' Roses right. in front of 100,000 people at the Rose Bowl and Kinnison, you know, with the Wild Thing. And he was always, you know, wired in with all the rockers. Even Bobcat Goldweight went out with um, Nirvana on their first right. tour. And then it was just not cool forever. So, you know, I've been trying to bring that back a little bit hopefully i am and you've definitely been doing that like uh now I'm, whenever i see you post something saying well i'm you know i'm doing this tour or whatever it's i'm, I'm kind of looking at the build to see what band you're with yeah you know it's like it's not <laughs> you and a bunch of other comics now it's you and a bunch of other bands at yeah this point. and i know most of the guys right. so it, you know it makes it easy the bands love it because it's just me right. on the bus right, i right. have no equipment you know there's no changeover you're the perfect person to have on the bus no you drama with you yeah i mean you know you know i don't you know i'm not masturbating all over <laughs> furiously all over the bus i'm just easy going you know, I just put my, my dirty jokes in my pocket, and I'm ready to go for the show. Okay, so you and I were having a conversation last night, and we were talking about somebody that was kind of following you around at an event that you and I were both uh, okay. kind of co-hosting <laughs> in Philadelphia. Uh, what's the most awkward moment that you've had with uh, a fan? Um, I think this is it right here. This this might be it? Yeah, are you, you my fan? So? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what the awkward, you know, it's, it's only awkward, um, when people bring food, that's awkward because I, while I appreciate you a home cooked meal, on the, yeah, you know, it's like weird. It's like you appreciate a home cooked meal on the road, but at the same time you don't, you don't know if you're going to get poisoned or yeah. you piss somebody off because you didn't say hi to meet and greet or something like that. Yeah. And I had a fan who used to bring me food all the time and I'd take a little bite and then I'd get rid of the rest or I'd give it to somebody else who would eat it and then and then um this fan stopped suddenly bringing food and I was like I wonder if it's because I didn't die or like there was, this or there's fan, a reason why you should be this fan was thinking I, I've been poisoning him for three years now and he's <laughs> yeah, still going died, yeah. so I give up well you're you're kind of like well you could say that you're like the president of comedy then you have like you have taste testers that like check your food for you and stuff like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Usually, you usually give it to the other comics on the bill. They'll eat anything. <laughs> hey, Jim, try this. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, no, it's good. What do you think the future is with comedy now with social media? Because, I mean, obviously everybody now has an outlet. Right. Uh, there, there's not a reason for people to necessarily buy a ticket, go to the show, do all that stuff. People can just stream everything. I mean, things difficult for you as a comic, as an artist, to get up there and say, come to a live show and interact with me and whatever I'm doing? No, it, it, not at all. I mean, the, the problem is just, you know, the climate we're in in 2019 right. where everybody has fake outrage about stuff. So it's making the job a lot tougher, which is one of the reasons I've been going out with bands, because right. the rock audience is not PC. They're more receptive to what you you make an off-color comment and no one's going to be tweeting about it the next day. Yeah, if you're opening for Guar, they're not going to be offended by what you have to say. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But the comedy clubs, yeah, they get they get tight, man. And you know, I don't want to be one of these old guys who yell at the millennials. But when I see a younger crowd, I I get nervous because I'm like, yeah, you they're you know they're so conditioned to find offense at anything. It really kind of has come to that because you you have somebody that says one thing that's offensive to one person, and it becomes a hashtag. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, as a comic, yeah, you're you're literally, it's like you're you're playing Russian roulette every single time you get up on stage with a bit and say, okay, is this going to be the one that's going to you know end it all right here. Well, yeah, and but but I think the good thing which you mentioned with with comics is yeah we've cre- we've all created our own lane. Right. So there's guys like Joe Rogan who's got one of the biggest podcasts in the world, obviously. Right. Um, Adam Carolla, you know, guys like that. Um, you know, other other people have sort of taken, I've taken a weird path for a comic being sort of the rock and roll well, you, guy. You found your niche. That's the thing. You've kind of isolated your own little spot. So you're, you know, comfortable there. Yeah. And, and obviously I also work in the nightclubs as well. But most of the people who come to see me who like me know what I'm about. It's 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 gathering the new fans. Right. You know, that makes it a little more tricky. And when I, I notice when I write, I don't. I'm not going to get softer, but you do have to be a little more creative how you phrase things, which is kind of good because you can make the same point, but also poke fun at the right. PC society at the same time. I mean, well, that's that's a really good point because you know when you kind of go over the same bit over and over again, uh, you, maybe you almost take it for granted, like you feel like you're dumbing it down just to get the joke across. And I mean, that's I mean that's not entertaining for you anyway. Uh, you, you don't have to dumb my stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pound these people over the head tonight when I get up there. But it's all good, man. You know, it's like I said, man, you you either adjust with the times or you don't. And a lot of comics who were headliners when I started in the business, they're all been douched out, you know, because they've never made that adjustment. Same with the record companies and all that stuff with music. It's like, you know, that's why, you know, I do my comedy albums through Metal Blade. Um, They're the biggest... You know, they're not a major label. They're the biggest right. independent label. But they're 35 years strong now because right. years ago they had the vision to go, okay, I see what's coming down the road and slowly started to make that adjustment. They, they jumped into it when a lot of people were saying, I'm, I'm not doing that. Yep. And, you know, that's a risky venture. And, and I think it's a great analogy when you mention about what comics are doing compared to bands now at this point. The bands now don't need a label. Yeah. Like, they really don't. I mean, they can do everything that they need to have happen in their basement, in their garage, or, you know, they go to Guitar Center, they spend a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff, and bang, they're, you know, they're recording it at home. For you guys, comics, you know, you've been writing 
jokes at home forever. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, how does that happen for you? Like, I mean, you know, do you think that is there any avenue for comics to do that as a job? Like, and coming out now. Oh yeah, man. You know, the good thing about comedy is you don't have to be a household name to make a living. You just got to get, you got to find your lane. And once you do, and you have your audience, then you're you're set. You know, right. and you you know again, it's you, you always want to make new fans, but as long as you you know you find your lane and you stay in it and you focus there, you're good. I'm very happy. Obviously, my association with Metal Blade because I'm such a fan of hard rock and metal, and you know that's a a label just in general that sh- shaped my musical tastes since I was a teenager. Right. So I got the best of both worlds for that. But it's definitely a lot tougher for comics coming up now. They're always they're writing material to not offend people, and it waters it down, man. I mean, I, you know, Carlin and Pryor and Dice are my heroes, and that they went out to throw it out people. there and deal with it after you've said it. At yeah. point, you know, and now people have to they they hesitate to say something because they're afraid of what the backlash might. And be. it's so bad for comedy, man, because it's you're supposed to. You, you, so that's you, you know your job is to go against everything that's that goes with the You're grain. You're supposed to be the alter part of society, mm. and even then, you can't do that. Yeah. What's next for Don Jameson? Gonna I got another band tour coming up. Zach Sabbath. Zach Sabbath. With the great yeah. Zach Wild playing. Uh, oh, were you gonna? Did you want to sip? So, sorry, we're we're doing a beverage. Oh, thank we're you. doing a beverage break right now. Yeah, okay. we're doing yeah. a little beverage break. Uh, yeah, Zach Sabbath uh, in August all over America and. And then uh, in the fall, Canada with Nashville Pussy, and if you're allowed to say that on your show. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, rolling along, my friend, and I appreciate the time. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.